real news. Welcome, everyone, to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. Today is November 14th, 2019. And yesterday was pretty exciting. Um, I feel like up until 2020, anybody out there that has, uh, that is an investigative journalist, that's a, <laughs> a paid placement journalist, uh, TV, print, radio are going to be nonstop. Um, and I'm going to look out to get, uh, things that align with the ideologies of America first, always, uh, more prominent on my airwaves as I can. So we're here Monday through Friday on Red State, 12 to 2 p.m., and I'm giving you news. Uh, news, just like everybody else says they're giving you news, but uh, I'm talking about things people don't want to talk about. And you know, um, it's an uncomfortable situation when, uh, you know, you are sitting in your living room, you pop on your TV and you are bombarded with distractions and noise and just so much that you can't even parse through it. You're just like, I don't know what to listen to first. And that's because we have been trained to not be able to be one objective and two to listen. You know, Listening is a quality that requires your brain and ears, not just your ears. And a lot of us, that includes me, sometimes, obviously, we wear our own glasses. We see it through whatever tint we want, right? But when your glasses have no tint, what is it that you see? That's the question. So yesterday, I really enjoyed myself. I had a good chuckle watching, you know, this boring, uh, you know, hearing that had nothing. Uh, they absolutely have nothing. They look like clowns. But in the meantime, I'm seeing that Adam Schiff's friends, and an article will be going up soon on Tori Says, are getting pinched off the map for, I don't know, diddling with kids. See, this is how it works. But mm, I'm going to stop right there. So at the uh, uh, in the second hour, I'm going to tell you about another whistleblower that came to me and Millie Weaver while we were sleeping, and just how important it is that people feel comfortable sharing information because we're the news. They are not the news. You are the news. You're the one that's boots on the ground in your city and in your state. And the thing is, you're like, well, I only have like five followers. Guys, it doesn't matter. Even if you have one follower, it's who you communicate with that is receptive. Because I see a lot of friends that I've had. Remember, I used to chill with Andy Breitbart. No one knew who I was. No one cared who I was. You know, people get caught up in this, oh, glamorous thing. Like, oh, I know so-and-so. Man, I got a Rolodex that will impress anybody. But that doesn't mean anything. It's what is substantial. Like, look at all the people that you saw from 2015 who have grown as icons in a movement that they don't even know how to define. Okay? How receptive are they to you, the average person? Do they respond um, to what you say? Do they take what you say and, you know, question it? Do they communicate? That's where you see 
the real representatives of your voice, you know, are they there for you? And this is what you need to pay attention to when it comes not only to the media, but also to the people that are in office representing you. Are they approachable? Can you communicate your frustrations, your needs, your queries? I mean, right now, as you can see, this administration is asking you, the average person, to bring to them corruption. You saw that with the website and submission forms that Barr put in place asking you, to report your city, your county, your state on corrupt antics of awarding contracts or fishy, smelly kind of, you know, eminent domain deals that don't make sense. You know, things like that. This is how you crush the deep state little by little on all fronts. Because if everyone remembers over a year ago on these airwaves, I said, we're always focusing on the people that are f- clustered and have flocked to the center of the pro- of 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 um our president which indicates where the problem is without paying attention to the peripherals see that's the problem like every nervous system machine right your nervous system is a machine with the brain in the center and the and and your brain stem right that long thing that goes down and is protected in your spine and your brain the peripheral neural uh, neuronal system is that independent feedback loop that your gut has hence the trust your gut it actually has its own little brain center but every single nerve that goes to your fingers, to your toes, is called peripheral, the outside. So think, how functional is your brain if you're, if there's no peripheral nervous system to receive stimuli? It still functions. You can still work and be quadriplegic, right? But you're not getting all the input you need. So think, if you're the central nervous system and you know that around you, you've got vultures and your peripheral is giving you rubbish. So your fingertip is telling you it's hot when it's really cold and that feeds into your brain. How can you function? Are you paying attention to what I'm trying to tell you here? The peripheral is every single state, every single city and every single citizen. And the media has captured the peripheral system to give a feedback to the central nervous system, which is the administration of mixed messages. Even the president gets frustrated at times, but he made it clear to you. And this is exactly what I said even yesterday. And you can listen back to it without the exact words. But with the, well, no, he actually used some of the exact words uh, that I've said for the past two days. I'd like you to listen to what the president said and tell me you wouldn't go down in flames fighting for it. Listen to this. What's going on now is the single greatest scam in the history of American politics. The Democrats want to take away your guns. They want to take away your health care. They want to take away your vote. They want to take away your freedom. They want to take away your judges. They want to take away everything. We can never let this happen. We're fighting to drain the swamp, and that's exactly what I'm doing. And you see why we have to do it. Because our country is at stake like never before. It's all very simple. They're trying to stop me because I'm fighting for you, and I'll never let that happen. Okay, so that's exactly what I said. See, if you pay attention, 
let's go back in time to 2015, inching up to 2016, and before that, just post-2012, the attempt by the Democratic Party and Republicans, let's not just paint a broad brush of Democrats, because right now they're the majority of swamp, but not all of it. The worst ones are the ones that penetrate your ranks, the inserted uh, you know, rubbish that goes in there, right? Those Republicans that sit there with their stupid mustaches and tell you how they're all for President Trump, all for the people, yet they're dirty as they come. Look at their lobbyists. Look at their bank accounts. Look at their business. Their first attempt was to to take away your guns. Why? Because they know we're the majority. And if the majority is armed, they know they can actually face death. Right. If people really wanted to revolt right now, and that's the thing, good, honest, God fearing, America loving people will not take to their streets with their Uzis, their shotguns, the AR 14s and handguns to take control, which they can at any time. Right. But they won't because they're good people. So they knew that at some point, you know, the good person will say, all right, I've had enough. We're storming the place. You're done. I don't care about the repercussions. So what did they want to do? Take away your guns. The second thing he said, take away your vote. I think it was like, what, 10 months ago where I told you they have this bill that they've been pushing to centralize your votes. And here we have the state of Kentucky that is going to be the center to Kill every single plan they have in a serpation. It's been in progress. It's been happening for a while. I've been monitoring it for a very long time. And you want to talk foreign influence? Here's where we look at. So we have a lot of rubbish going on. But like I said, I've always been, hey, we need to fix the voting system. Hey, we need to do this. Hey, we need to fix our records. Just clean up the damn DMV records. Clean up the paperwork we already have. But how do we do this when no one wants to do it? Why don't they want to do it? Because it's convenient. So your vote is the most important because without your vote, they can pretty much set fire to the Constitution, and you have no say whatsoever. So, you know, right now there's a re-canvas of votes going on in Kentucky, but we're getting a lot of whistleblower stuff. Matt Bevin was probably being hotboxed yesterday in Frankfort, Kentucky, didn't even come out for the press conference, which, by the way, was an ambush. It was two women freaking out, lost their words, and it looked like an ambush. A comp- it was a train wreck because these people are good citizens that have been through and it was perfect because see this ambush angered more people and this is how we get more whistleblowers whistleblowers from within the same companies uh-huh. whistleblowers from big lobby firms whistleblowers whoa so you know what I got no problem putting it out there but Millie Weaver and I will be putting out a video because we were actually um, think of it this way. Let's pretend that I get a lot of dirt on Brennan <laughs> and we'll talk about Brennan in a bit. So I have a lot, I have a lot of dirt on Brennan. He knows that Owen knows that very well. Um, because I know his methods and I say it all the time. And it's like, I'm telling you, I, I worked under this. I know exactly how they operate. Uh, you know, people could take it or not, but I'm saying it now. 
Let's pretend that I get all this documentation about Brennan. Can I drop it on my website or write an article about it and put pictures of it? I can't because there's an ongoing criminal investigation, which means I could get tried for a crime. So now, just so you guys understand where I'm going with this, Millie Weaver and I have gotten a lot of information and overnight got even more. And we were told, you can't expose this because you're compromising an ongoing investigation, which means that all of these people that, you know, we were talking about and we're going to keep talking about, we're going to talk about it. So that way we could get more people to come forward. It is going to be pretty awesome because, you know, we understand we can't put it out. Okay. We won't, we don't want to compromise an ongoing investigation. Remember how everyone didn't know Durham was appointed, but I told you he was appointed before October, 2017. How I pointed it out when everyone was like, Barr appointed Durham. And it's like, no, he didn't. Someone else did. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, da, 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 you know, Durham. Ah, there's more prosecutors other than Durham out there, guys. We've got sealed indictments across the nation in record numbers. Are you kidding? You only think it's one guy? This one guy is working on this. This other guy is working on this. They got teams everywhere. And you know where they're going? The jugular, man. They're picking out peripherals around these corrupt creatures. Like I know from my state of North Dakota, there are people in elected offices. And instead of pinching them, they're pinching the low lives that circle them. The farthest orbit. Because in the farthest orbit, you want a deal? You want less years for this crime? Give me something. They get it. They get another person in a closer orbit. Closer, closer, closer. Until it's you and you can't get out. It's checkmate. That's how you work. And that takes time. Because sometimes when you go to these outer orbits, you realize that there's other orbits that intersect with that orbit. You see what I'm saying? And then it's like this web. But think about it. What have I said? It's like a click, you guys. They're all part of the same team. It's one group of people constantly revolving. These people are creatures of comfort. They do the same corrupt things, same corrupt things. And just dropping this now so you know, I saw that Mike Cernovich is running and he put, uh, you know, something in regards to Sank uh, Turk running. So it's like, um, okay, fair enough. But I found something on that. Oh, my gosh, you guys. But I'm going to break that later. I'm going to let it percolate, let it go, make its round on the Internet, make them talk about it and then say, look at that sank. You know, that's after everyone's seen it. I don't want to jump on it because that's what happens. You got to be patient. You got to pull back. And this is what the president is telling you. Hey, I'm draining it, but I need your help. Kind of like these whistleblowers in the state of Kentucky. We're draining it, but the more you give the more faster we can do it because we're doing what we can do in increments. So it's a, it's a pretty big deal. It is a pretty big deal. Um, now today, aside from me telling you that we have, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff, you need to understand that, um, they're going to be talking about other things now. The impeachment was a total farce. 
It was horrific. It was a flat pancake. It deflated everything. They look like idiots. Even the Democrats can't buy it. So what are they going to do? They're going to move it out of the talking points. No more talking about that. Now let's focus on this. While they're doing whatever they're doing and trying to find aha snippets to talk about it, what you need to remember is that this is all they can do at the moment. It was a complete hearing on hearsay and opinions, no facts. And it's like, man, what is this? Is this the court of social justice? Like, so it's like a Facebook court, isn't it, guys? Have you ever been through Facebook court? Let's talk about Facebook court, okay? That's what this impeachment query is. So you put a comment out, or get, let's let's pretend you live in a small community, and one person doesn't like you. You know them, don't know them, whatever, whatever the thing may be, right? And they start blah 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 chit chatting. So then you're suddenly going through Facebook court. Where everyone's chiming in, people that don't know you, giving an opinion and hearsay. Oh, I heard this. Oh, I heard that. Oh, I heard this. What of this? What of that? You know, Facebook court is not real court. Facebook court is not justice, right? This is exactly what it was. You know what? I'm going to coin, I'm going to coin that. This is Facebook court. What we saw is Facebook court. Everyone, you know, sitting on their lawn chairs, wiping Doritos on their belly and sitting there dishing it out. Yeah. You're like so corrupt. This is like total extortion. And you know, when you're asked straight up, all right, well, well, tell me where the crime was. They just look at you and then you hear crickets in the background. You're just like, what? Um, are you going to answer that? So in other words, it sounds something like this is happening. Um, something that I said coming early. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go Take a look at the five and ten It's glistening once again With candy canes and silver lanes that glow It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Toys in every store but the prettiest sight to see is the holly that will be on your own front door. A pair of hop-along boots and a pistol that shoots is the wish of Barney and Ben. Dawes that'll talk and will go for a walk is the hope of Janice and Jen. And Mom and Dad can hardly wait for school to start again. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Totally, totally, totally is, isn't it, guys? It is going to be Christmas. It's going to be a great Christmas. Um, you know, I like Michael Buble. He's kind of hot, too, but he's a little bit weird for me. I don't know. He's one of those, you're really pretty, but 
I don't know what to say about that. Um, I'm just going to leave it at that. Love is music. And I hope you understand that this is early Christmas. And I said this to you last year in the spring. After Labor Day is when it's going to start to snowball. And then we get the snowfall and we're going to get an early Christmas. And this is exactly what we're seeing. It's not hearsay. It's fact. And you could say, well, Tori, how can you say fact? I don't know. Maybe I'm a time traveler, right? I've said that before. <laughs> you know, maybe I have a crystal ball. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe. But the thing that I knew and I've said is that you are the news now. The president is telling you how you are the news now. And I don't seem it doesn't seem like it's resonating with people. It needs to resonate with you guys. Oh, um, and just to top off this hearsay hearing, okay, I totally love Jesse Waters. I mean, you know what he reminds me of a character in a TV show? I don't know. He's approachable, and he looks like the guy that would look like the guy in the bar that's rude, but he's really not. He's like the guy that pretends to be rude because he's really shy. And you know the character I'm talking about? Listen to what he says about this hearing. This is pretty good. I like it. Take a listen. I think the Democrats did the best they could do today, but it wasn't good enough. Mm. It was not a persuasive hearing. Yeah. It was dense, griping by no-name diplomats. I respect their service. They care a lot for the country. They want to fight off Russian aggression. But to me, it looked like they were complaining about a turf war over policy and personnel, and were upset that Rudy was stepping on their toes. This was a hearsay hearing. These guys have never met Donald Trump. They weren't on the call, and they have nothing to do with the aid package. This had none of the intensity of the Kavanaugh hearing, not even the intensity of the Mueller hearing, where I remember, and you remember, both of those hearings where people at work would stop everything and turn on the TV, and you could hear a pin drop. Mm -hmm. This was not that. So... At the end of the day, I thought the Republican cross was strong for the most part, and the Republican base will not crack, and the Republicans in the Senate will not vote to convict, and this whole charade, this is the high watermark right now, this will all fade as we go hearing after hearing after hearing. It will all fade because they're clowns. They want to get it out of the, you know, uh, uh, cycle. That's what they want to do. And what people don't seem to understand is, you know, we're paying attention. You can't start talking smack and saying all these things and then just pulling it out. You know, this is it. It's so ridiculous. You know, so ridiculous. You know, we're, we're seeing them cycle, circle back, circle back, cycle back, whatever, circle back into these, you know, uh, massive school shootings of this. We've got to do gun control. This is why they sent that letter to the Senate saying, yo, we need to, uh, you know, get up. Like, come on, man. Come on. We all see it coming. They want to disarm you because once you can't protect yourself, if they want to try to arm to our nation, they target our president right and if they target our president in a way that's like a jfk kind of way they know that we will be out on the streets faster than they can blink taking down 
everything. So their plan is to disarm you before 2020. I said that. And you could see it. In the background, they're having courts right now uh, about a case of school shootings. They've got, you know, all these, you know, bills that they're pushing for safe guns. We had that other Republican clown put something call, call, forward called the Safe Voter Act. And when you pull up that bill, all it talks about is guns. It's like, wait a minute. Why would you associate your guns with your vote? Remember, I told you that. Your vote is protected right now because you have guns. The minute they take away your vote, which they did in Kentucky, they did in Texas, they did in Virginia, in Indiana, in Tennessee, they've been taking it away over the past two years in the most, uh, you know, uh, I would say incognito way, but I've got eyes everywhere. And one name I will mention, one name that circles around that you need to know is Lord Malik. M-A-L-L-O-C. You know, everyone says Soros, the boogeyman. Man, there are boogeymen bigger than Soros. Soros is the one that is taking the arrows for his team. He's the one that's coming out in the front. All leads back to a bitter crown for a Brexit, like I said. The minute we Brexited from the UK way back in 1776, this plan went into motion and they were trying to guide it to where they wanted. I'll see you all in just a bit after this break. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tory Says Show. I'm your host, Tory. So someone tweeted out to me, and I just retweeted it on Twitter about Santa Clarita. See, I told you this last week, didn't I? We're going to see them turn up the heat because they want your guns. I said it this week, the beginning of the week. What is the first thing I said on Monday's show? You need to know that if you see something, you better say something because they are turning up the heat. They are trying to take away your voice, which is your vote. I said it was going to happen. They want your guns. And you know what? You don't have to look at these events of triggering people to go and do all these shootings. You don't have to look at that. See, Barr knew this is why he put this preemptive, hey, are you a school shooter kind of program in, which is very minority report, right? Very, And I am very, very careful with it. But, you know, technology is evolving, and they're getting angrier. And they're not just within our borders. You have to understand that the people from within these borders have expanded. (laughs) So, you know, they're coming for your guns, you guys. Because their plan to steal your vote is failing hard because they do not calculate just how uh, on cue and how many eyes are on this. You know, for for all intents and purposes... How many people do you think joined the service or an agency and were told that what they were doing was for the greater good, worked on some of the most incredible projects? You you have no idea. Remember, what was the first thing the president said after he was sworn in? The technology we have is insane. What we're using now, speaking from a point of privilege, right? the socialists say is like dinosaur age with the it's like you're using a wooden wheel while we're using hoverboards kind of scenario so 
we're trying to utilize those tools, right, that we have against them. Remember, the tools they have, there's a lot of people that may have been seen as black hats that are like, yeah, see, I tricked you. See, because good people can do things, blow smoke, because sometimes disinformation is necessary. Because the one thing about corrupt people is that they're creatures of habit. They use the same things, the same avenues, the same people, everything. Now, not to say I told you so, okay? Not to say I told you so. But as you noticed, Schiff in Congress, as we said yesterday, said, I don't know the whistleblower. We don't know who the whistleblower is. We don't know anything, right? He said, I don't know the identity of the whistleblower. He said that, you know, we don't know. How are you going to subpoena the person when there is no person? I'm telling you it's a wiretap. I've said this again and again and again and again. I mean, I can't make it any clearer. I'm literally painting one of the biggest targets. You think you could see the wall of China? That target on my back telling you exactly how they're doing it is the biggest one. I've said it. It's a wiretap. This is why there's a fake whistleblower. There is no whistleblower. They planted Eric Sierra Mella's name. His real name is Anthony. Come on. A limp-wristed, you know, uh, fanboy. You know, you, you know what I'm talking about? Okay, let me tell you who Eric Sierra Mella is, okay? And his name is Anthony. Again, I say it. He is one of those kids in high school that, you know, really wanted the varsity team to play with him. Okay? Are you listening? So you all know that guy. The guy that was desperate doing the homework for the jocks so that he could get invited to the parties. The guy that was like all shy and stuff going into his, his locker. You've seen the movies, right? Where the, you know, head cheerleader would come up to him and smile and he'd be like, yeah, I'm in. Or they'd mess with him, but just enough to let him know his place, like know your place. Remember, remember John Brennan, how you told me to know my place, right? I'm, I'm telling you, I was listening. See, one thing people mistake is the fact when I talk over them that I don't listen. I've been trained very well. That's who Anthony is. He is that guy desperate to hang out with the varsity team, desperate for the cheerleader to look his way. And, you know, I've, I've said this all the time. The, the, the concerns of every person entering into any intelligence community that they don't tell you when you sign up, just saying, is that when you're in certain areas and certain work, you can't associate with people outside that circle. One, because you can't tell people what you do. Two, how are you going to have a relationship with anyone? They just have to be totally, mm, I don't want to say dumb because it's not. Um, they would have that quality where they're just like, okay, with that section of your life being completely unknown to them. And that's really difficult, right? When you're in a relationship to have that counterpart where they're completely in the dark of you and what you do, right? Completely in the dark. And, um, what you do is actually what defines you, right? If you're a banker, you know, you're a little bit more square. Uh, you're a little bit more, you know, uh, you stand a little bit, you know, more, more taller. I've noticed that I'm just saying, uh, you get into things like when you're into finance, right? And speaking from a position where I've 
hung out with the highest of level that you can imagine. For, for my, from my point of view, you might say, ah, oh, Tori, stop. I could tell you. Andrew, Deutsche Bank, <laughs> me and him would hang. Okay. And anyone that wants to contest that, I probably got a roll of film somewhere buried. I'm just saying these people are very specific. You know, they stand taller. And then the ones that discover, you know, how finance is being used as a weapon, those people, the typical MO, they'll go into things like uh, super health freaks, but not health health freaks, like more warrior freaks. Like they'll get into like nujitsu, MMA, you know, stuff like that, love guns. And then there's the other pocket that are the, recru- the, the recluses, right? The ones that just like c- kind of become these hermit crabs where they're like stiff and really awkward to talk with, you know, like the, the pocket protector guys. So I'm just saying in the finance world, okay, everything you do for a living comes out in you. So imagine being in the intelligence community where you can't tell your partner who you are because you can't talk about what you're doing. So what do you end up doing? Orgies and, you know, just everyone amongst each other. Listen, you know, cause they're like Lisa Page, McCabe, this, that. Why is it far fetched? These people have nobody, you know, that's not in the clique that they could be with. This is why they have handlers. And we've got a handler, three of them. And I'm going to say this straight, circling the closest orbits of the White House right now. Handlers that have inserted themselves exactly where they need to be. Some of them came late in the game, obviously. And this is how it happens. You know, you always need to have in a room full of white hats. There's always that white hat that's uh, a little bit off in color. It would be like an accru shade of white, right? Which is a little bit dirty white, right? Because they're the ones that can flip. Always. Always. So having said that, just putting it out there. You need to understand that this is a very serious position our nation is in. This is the fight for freedom. The president told you this before he was elected. He keeps telling you that every day he needs you, the people. So it is up to you to come forward with what you have, no matter how little it seems you need to bring it up. Hey, I saw, you know, my city do this. I saw, uh, you know, my representative say something weird, you know, kind of like I said before anything came out on vice president Pence. Damn for someone that doesn't sit around women. Damn for someone that looks like such a straight shooter with straight square shoulders. Damn. He was really slick getting that past note from that corrupt sheriff during that sheriff meeting. That was a really slick move, which means he's not telling you who he is. Thing is, people are very predictable because your job indicates who you are. So think when you have people in the intelligence community, right? And that includes many people, um, many, many that are in the House. I've told you that that are in the Senate. I've told you that, right? That are in Toys R Us. I've told you that. Right. When you have them everywhere, they all have specific qualities. And these qualities are no different than what you see in the movies. The movies are your roadmap, you guys. How do they cast them? Because they know how it goes. How do they do it? Because they know how it goes. People need to be mm, focused 
on what they're paying attention to. These little, little nuances that tell you everything. The nuances for the guns, what was it? Hey, guys, I told you this in January. Yo, they're putting forward a bill for this red flag stuff. Everyone was like, oh, my God, I can't believe he's doing red flag. Rush came out. Everybody came out. And I'm like, man, why are you coming out? This is how you do it. You're like, yeah, yeah, I totally agree. We got to find a way for red flag law. Then he backtracks it. You know, he's just like, yeah, you know, we're considering this. Everyone's up in arms. Trust the man, you guys. This guy has sharks that are circling him every single second. The minute he tries to swim to the left, the sharks move with him, snapping, making sure that he stays within the permitted area. Let him. Because the only way that you can defeat a a thing of circling sharks that can't bite you is by having them bite each other while they're circling. And so red flag laws came on the table. Everyone was talking about it. Went through every state legislation, legislative session, didn't it? Because like I told you, you need the majority of the states to be on board with it. Then it becomes a, an act that you can put forward on a federal level and say, well, out of 50 states, 26 of them have implemented this. This needs to be a federal law. Do you see what I mean? Kind of like they're doing the whole cannabis thing. Look at all these states legalizing it. The minute there's 26, 25 plus one, 26, and it's a majority of states, that's when it goes into federal implementation. Come on, guys. It's not rocket science. So these red flags. Laws like I helped quash a lot of that stuff in my state. I helped people out um, in other states. Colorado fell. You know, we're just you guys need to look at the little things, the peripheral. Remember, fingers, toes, the extension that feeds back to the central nervous system. Right, that's what you need to look at. That's where you can see what's happening. It's not, you know, a sleight of hand. They're telling you what they're doing. The letter that I told you about last week, whoop, they just sent a letter saying that they, to, to, to Mitch McConnell, yo, you better take this thing. You need to bring it to the floor for a vote on the red flag. Yeah, you need to put it on a vote for the, you know, for the red flag, Mitch, because we need to take away these people's guns. If we're going to be successful in taking Trump out, we need to make sure these people have no guns. And we need to make them think like, oh, we're just doing extra checks. Extra checks means, yo, hey, Tori, you got a radio show and you're kind of talking a little bit, you know, rough about the Democrats. Maybe we need to take your guns. Hey, I saw this tweet you put out saying, you know, I value my Second Amendment. And then suddenly, you know, someone's at your door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to take them and you could go to court and prove that you're not crazy. And then how do you prove to a court that appoints you to a court appointed psychologist that you're not crazy and that you should get your guns back? That's literally what the law says. Tell me. It's like letting the government. It's like you're waiting for the government to say they did it wrong in the first place. Come on, you guys. Wake up, wake up, let's do this. Now this shooting is incredible, coming really timing because, you know, such a deflated impeachment query, so deflated, so disgusting, you know, so horrific. Like even the Democrats can't swallow. They're like, come on, man. You know, they were asked plain straightforward. Yo, uh, what was the impeachable offense? And there you see Bill Taylor and, you know, the, the, the bow tie. <laughs> Ken sitting there like crickets. Come on. So I want you guys to listen to Pelosi live today on her first public impeachment hearing. This is how they labeled it. When this is not really an impeachment hearing, 
And now she talked about the American Dream and Promise Act. She could put those acts up her butt. No one is signing anything. We're not passing anything. That's the way it should be. And McConnell, you move it, you know, the people are going to be enraged. Anybody moves anything in the Senate, they will be enraged. And for everyone saying, oh, if the House does, the impeachment is not going to pass the Senate. You are wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. The senators that are sitting in there that are Republicans, I could guarantee you these these clowns are just waiting for it to come. You're going to take Lindsey Graham's word for it? Come on, guys. You're going to take their word for it? The minute the House passes that, they know they got the Senate because the Senate will be like, well, you know, it was overwhelming because it doesn't matter anymore. Once they've impeached them, they've taken away your guns, they've taken away your vote, and they won. So all those snakes that are sitting in the Senate right now with a title that says Republican are liars. They're waiting for the opportunity because once they do that, you're done. You're toast. You're going to see political prisoners filling up every single prison. You're going to see your guns go faster than anything you can. So the bottom line is you need to understand that you don't have friends in the Senate. You don't have senators that will be like, well, no, I'm all for Trump. You watch that thing come to them. They'll be like, yep, impeach him. And then what do you do? Tell me. What do you do when they fixed your vote and no matter what you do and cast it, they take it away from you? What do you do when your guns are gone? What do you do? You do nothing but submit as the slave that you were intended to be by their plan. That's what you do. So this is where it comes down to. This is super important. You don't seem to understand it. You think your Senate, there's like a handful of Republican senators right now that are honest, that are for America. And you're going to watch them be removed almost instantly if they get that impeachment. They want this impeachment out of the cycle because it looks like a circus. It totally is. Dun, 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 dun. That's the music that we need to be playing in the background when they're talking. So, you know, when I hear people saying, yeah, it'll never pass the Senate, you watch. <sighs> Damn, you obviously have no idea who is in the Senate. I have two senators. Two in in the state that I'm in right now. Two. I have Congressman Kramer. Uh, I mean, Senator now, Senator Kramer, Senator Hoven. I could tell you one thing. Senator Kramer would vote no. Right. No impeachment. Senator Hoven, he would totally vote yes. And I say that I'll put my hand to the Bible. I'll put my whole life on the line for it. He will say yes. Just like every other person you see out there, he will say yes. So don't you even dare think comfortably, oh, if it goes to the Senate, it's no big deal. This is why we're getting Christmas early. We got to start removing people. And Schiff should be shifting his pants right now because they just picked off a really good doctor mentor of his in California. Picked him off the grid for diddling a nine-year-old. Huh. We're coming for you and we're going for your peripherals and we're going fast. But in order to do that successfully, to tackle all these fires, because there's the votes, there's your guns, there's your First Amendment, there's this, there's the DMV, there's so much going on. There's CARE saying we're putting 30 more Muslims in sync. How you doing? We're going to get to him at a later time because I need that stuff to percolate and circulate. 
before we get to it. Because I got a smoking gun like nobody's business that can take down. Like I need to sit and think how I'm going to formulate a complaint to the Financial Services Committee in the House and in the Senate so they can pop this wide open because there was one slight mistake sanctioned. So... I'm just going to leave that there. This is what we need to do. We need to be fighting on all fronts. So it's our job, right? You sitting right there, driving down the highway in your truck. You sitting right there, knitting, cooking, listening to me, uh, you know, over your speakers, over your radio station, over your headphones, over your app, which by the way, I'll be on iHeartRadio soon too. I thought I should mention that. You need to be doing whatever you can. No matter how small it looks, you need to say something, say something. And if you don't feel comfortable saying it to authorities, you can always say it to me. You know, I, the whistleblowers, for example, I have IP addresses. I know where they live. I got somebody's phone number. I got everything. Do you think I'm turning it over even to the good guys? <laughs> no. No. You want to be anonymous and you want to come forward, right? You need to get some confirmation that no one will come after you, you know, proffers. But Millie and I will talk about that on a more bigger platform. I'm not saying Red State Talk Radio is America's number one talk radio station. And I am so humbled by the fact that my show has just propelled out into the stratosphere. And I want to say just to my listeners in Australia and Canada, I have not forgotten about you. I got some stuff from a whistleblower in Australia, you guys, but... I have to make sure that my contacts aren't compromised um, for some matter that I'm sure all of you know um, what I'm referring to without referring to it. And for my Canadian friends, I know the struggle that you are going through right now, the way the government has come down, and I'll take it down to this. I remember it was 20, uh, was it 2016? I'm trying to think. I think it was 2017 when I was in Winnipeg and I was in um, a supermarket and I was getting a Rogers um, phone chip because at that time, for some reason, Verizon, you know, obviously I didn't want my data killing me. And someone would say, well, you could turn your data off when you roam. Yeah, that's just like rubbish. I'm like right over the border. Um, and I noticed that all of your uh, shopping everywhere, like, you know, supermarket, cell phones, Target, you know, per se, stores for clothes, food, whatever. They all centered around aeroplane miles. And you all Canadians know that is one of the largest databases to track how uh, people respond and react and shop. I just wanted to tell you that. And I know it is a, a really good part to be able to get discounts and rewards. And it freaking sucks, right? They give us incentives. And I'm just like you guys. I use those apps. Like when I go shopping at Walmart, I have a Walmart credit card just for Walmart and I use their app so that I can make money every time I spend. And one will say, but then they know what you buy. And it's like, yeah, okay. So Walmart doesn't have like the eclectic stuff, like the stuff like truffles and stuff like that, because I'm a little bit fruity when it comes to that, you know, but they do track me and it's an exchange. I'm submitting to that by saying, all right, you can see what kind of milk I like. You can see what stuff I shop because you're giving me money back. I mean, for every hundred dollars I spend, they give me $5 back. Like, am I dumb not to use it? I'm just saying that would be just like handing out money. Why not? You know, we're all in this. Why not get the free television? Why not? Yeah. They give me some really crazy stuff using it. But anyway, I digress. They're monitoring us. 
they're putting everything together. They know exactly how we're going to respond. And their mitigation to that is by putting forward these red flag laws in order to disable us from being able to respond to their big plan. So Santa Clarita is just the beginning. It doesn't affect us directly. And you watch holes be poked. We're probably going to see David Hogg pop up, which, by the way, I'm like totally surprised that David Hogg didn't come up, you know, on the impeachment thing saying, well, I was in the Ukraine. Just saying. Now, let's um before we head to the break, I just want to play the first opening like minute and a half of Nancy Pelosi before we circle back to that after the break. Take a listen. Form. Uh, among the bills, we were very proud to pass the Deborah Sampson Act, uh, which in- reduces barriers for women veterans to access VA, including anti-harassment initiatives. This is, uh, has a broad base of support, and we are very proud to be passing it So on the, the day after Veterans Day. On Monday night, I, when I came into town, I went to the uh, World War II Memorial just to see who was there and just to visit it again. I love going there. It's so inspiring. And I saw two, uh, I was impressed particularly by two engravings on the wall, uh, one that related directly to all veterans. President Truman said, our debt to the heroic men and valiant women in the service of our country can never be repaid. They have earned our undying gratitude. America will never forget their sacrifices. How beautiful. And then particular to women, not necessarily in uniform. Okay, so I'm going to stop it there before we go for the break. But did you see the women, 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 women? Who used that scenario when they were running for office, right? Oh, my gosh. We're totally not getting the groundwork she's putting down, right, guys? Didn't I say like over a year ago, you watch, they're going to pull the wild card. You know, it's unfortunate that they were too stupid to bank on Yang, but they don't got enough on Yang. The Chinese got him more. And so um, you may see him pull to the forefront, but um, they're putting their money on her. It's her turn. Her, her, her. Right. We see it. Listen to Pelosi. But women in the uh, war effort by Franklin Delano Roosevelt, President Roosevelt, he said, women have given their sons to the military services. They have stoked the furnaces and hurried the factory wheels. Uh, they have made the planes and welded the tanks, riveted the ships, and rolled the shells. That in addition to serving in the military. So, again, we honored the men and women in the war effort uh, on Monday with our nine bills. So, yeah, so women aren't getting VA treatment because they're women. So if you have a vagina, you can't go to the VA and get equal treatment. This is how ridiculous this is. So they can push the narrative of women, women, women. It's her turn. Women, women. Stop it, Nancy. Stop it, nervous Nancy. Your family's in a lot of trouble and you got fires coming up like... A little torch slowly being introduced to oxygen in an oxygen-starved environment. Ooh, it's going to be fun. I'll see you guys just right after this short break. Real news. 
Welcome back, everyone, to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. So during the break, I was reading some messages, and obviously the Babylon Bee. You would think I'm writing their articles. I love them. I love them, seriously. Like, whoever's writing out there, and I know one of you have to be my listeners, uh, man, you guys are amazing. They're looking, and the thing is, here's what the sad thing is, and you have to laugh about it, but also cry at the same time. Their articles are looking like freaking reality. Like if you were to actually change the hill as a circus tent, totally would make sense. Because it's a freaking circus. That's the way it is. They put out an article saying airport revenue soars because, uh, you know, people can pay to turn off CNN. What genius would ever do that? Man, if I had a store at the airport... Kid you not, I would say, you could pay me and I'll change the channel from CNN. I'm telling you what, even people that would be watching CNN, right, would totally do it just to laugh about it. What if you can, oh my gosh, Dish Network, I should send that suggestion to Dish. So Dish has been getting a lot of crap about HBO. And I told you this in an article for 2018, how President Trump was going up against this big giant AT&T, DirecTV, Disney, buyouts with Fox. Look what's going on. And, you know, they, they were arguing, the Trump administration was arguing this will create a monopoly and people will be stuck and people won't be able to get TV and we're going to have all this. And boom, just a few months later when the judge was like, well, I, I don't think they would do it. So, no, let them go ahead with the merger. And boom, a few months later, hey, you can't get HBO on Dish Network. I'm just saying. You can't. Why? Oh, you know, because DirecTV owns that. And they don't want to. They don't want to renew it with the same price. They want to, like, up the price, right? So now you don't get it. So Dish should say, hey, dude, that would be, like, a totally awesome marketing campaign. Tell me. Uh, switch to us and we'll pay out your contract and you, and that is a reward for, you know, we'll pay out your contract if you want us to make sure you can't get CNN. Oh my gosh. They would totally get all of America as Dish Network customers, right? I would totally just, I have Dish. I just get another service just because they say I can pay to not have CNN come up on my television. Oh my gosh. That would be so awesome. I'm just saying. Perfect marketing strategy dish. You should do it. Especially in the fact that they have American customer service representatives that tell you where they are in America when you talk to them. Not some guy that tells you, hi, my name is Bob, when his name is really Raj, right? And he can't speak English. So, <laughs> digressing. Um, but that was, that was awesome. I really hope someone does that. They would make a ton of money. Okay, so... Let's see. We need to listen to what Pelosi tells us here because what she tells us is very, very interesting in her um, choice of words, you know, like women, 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 right? Like she said. Now listen to what else she says. And in terms of uh, increasing paychecks, we uh, are today, this week, uh, today and tomorrow, uh, considering the uh, Export-Import Bank uh, which creates nearly 2 million American jobs in all 50 states. Uh, over the last decade, it has created uh, over 2 million jobs. It is um, very important legislation. There will be some on – it shouldn't even be a partisan issue, and sometimes in the past it has not been. 
uh, there will be an attempt by some to say we shouldn't, XM should not be doing any business with China. Hey, stop. Listen, go to ToriSays.com, type in Import Export Bank. I talked about them a year ago. I wrote an article about them just to show you who's involved with Import Export Bank. Amalgamated bank going under, Nancy. <laughs> because I'll let you understand that these people, that Import Export Bank has been in administrations and appointments have been done. Are you paying attention? Go to ToriSays.com, type in Import Export Bank and find it. And what I'll do is I'll tweet while Nancy's talking. Because, see, this is how they pull their own pants down if you listen. And I immodestly say that I take second place to no one in the Congress for over 30 years of fighting China on their trade policy, on their human rights policy, on their proliferation policy. Uh, but to, and, and, we, and there are uh, restrictions in the legislation about uh, government-owned industries and the rest of that. However, uh, again, as, uh, as critical as I am of China's policies, uh, I, by some accord, I am. They advertise me as the most hated person in China, something that I take with great pride because of my fight for human rights in China. Whether it's Hong Kong, whether it's Tibet, whether it's Beijing, or whether it's the Uyghurs, the Muslims in education camps, and nonetheless, they should not use that as an excuse to not pass the XM Bank, and I will speak to that on the floor. In the same token of globalization of an economy, we are moving positively in terms of uh, the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. Uh, again, it all comes down to enhancement, um, excuse me, of enforcement, enhancement too, uh, but enforcement. It, we have. I do believe that if we can get this to the place it needs to be, which is imminent, uh, that this can be a template uh, for, for, uh, for future trade agreements, a good template. And then again, in terms of economic, uh, the financial well-being of America's working families, uh, we are working on H.R. 3, our legislation to lower prescription drug costs, um, and hopefully we'll bring that, be bringing that to the floor. All right. So let me pause her, and you'll be surprised to see what, Tori, how'd that happen? So I found the article um, that I am going to tweet out, and it's actually titled The FISA Fix. Now, if none of you have realized yet that when I write my articles and I'm talking about something specific, I drop the lot, I drop a lot more in the center. So I have, you know, it's like goat cheese. I have an eclectic <laughs> circle of people that understand the way I write. So in here, I was talking about the FISA fix. Um, and the Flynn fix in general. That's um, actually how it's titled, the FISA fix, Flynn, right? But in there, talk about a man named Bijan Rafkin. So I want you guys to know that former President Bush, um, he was appointed board of director of Import Export Bank of America by 
President Bush, just so you know. And I've got the documents in there to prove it. You'll be like, who is this guy? Maybe you should like, read up on who this guy is. Because the Senate and Congress all get together with this import-export bank. And, you know, list of memberships that this guy had was the Iranian-American Council. I mean, people, this doesn't get any dirtier. But I told you about the energy. I told you about how they're shifting the energy. Location, location, location. And don't forget, he was part of the presidential transition team for intelligence community deputy lead for Barack Hussein Obama. Look who she's bringing in. So the FISA warrant, they fraudulently obtained by manufacturing a tie with a foreign government to find any information on General Flynn in Russia. That is basically what it was. And you'll see that 11 months ago, I said the FBI fabricated, manufactured, and backdated their 302s to lock Flynn into a lying charge. This is why he is stuck. His case will blow the FBI weaponization by the Obama administration wide open. Hashtag stay tuned. So this is where you're going to see why Nancy is so adamant. And I'm looking at that there's typos there. Man, you know, sometimes when you're writing stuff, your brain thinks faster than anything. So just skirt over that and... Trust me. You know what? I should like put a picture of like a graduate level. I I think I'm like, uh, I have like 36 out of what is it? Um, 40 credits that I need to have a master's in English and linguistics. So I've been trained. It's just that I think too fast to write sometimes. So I'm not illiterate. I should just post that. (laughs) Yo, I'm actually educated. It's just that I'm lazy. And this is why my editor hates me too. Um, so I am going to um, put that out for you so you could see why Pelosi is so, wow, I really need, you know, and this is from uh, Christmas time, 2018, that I told you this. It's 11 months ago. And so you'll understand why she went on the import-export bank. Totally impartial. Oh, yeah, I'm really strong on China, so it doesn't matter that they do business in China because they do business with Iran, too, and you have the Iranian council guy as the board of director, but, you know, I digress. <laughs> Totally. And her best friend, uh, Diane Feinstein, had a Chinese, you know, spy working for her as a air quote driver. But, you know, details, you know, this is the stuff they don't want you to talk. Anyway, listen to what else Pelosi says. Next week, we will vote on the continuing resolution to fund the government. We passed our appropriations bills. Uh, making smart, strong investments in the health, education, economic security, and well-being of America's families. Sadly, the GOP Senate has not done its job yet. Uh, Soon, again, now another area uh, in terms of legislation, we'll be bringing the Voting Rights Act, H.R. 4. H.R. 3 is health care, reducing the cost of prescription drugs. H.R. 4 is the uh, Voting Rights Act. We're close to closure on that and certainly hope that that will be finished in this session of Congress. So, as I say, we legislate, we investigate, and I'll get to that in a moment, uh, but we litigate. And on the litigation front, yesterday, Congress and the rule of law had an important victory as the courts once again resoundingly reaffirmed Congress's authority to conduct oversight of the executive branch on behalf of the American people. Sadly, we have a president who does not believe in the separation of power, says that Article 2 says he can do whatever he wants. It does not. 
and he cannot, without oversight uh, from the Congress. Oversight of the Congress. Yeah, Congress Congress. doesn't do oversight. So, um, as the court stated, contrary to the president's arguments, the committee possesses authority under both the House rules and the Constitution to issue the subpoena, and Mazers must comply. Mazers is the accounting firm that has the president's uh, records. We'll see how that goes, the accommodations back and forth in the next few days. But according to the decision, they're supposed to release the information in seven days. It may be that we extend an accommodation to them for longer, but that remains to be seen by the committees and our lawyers. On the investigation front, yesterday was a very somber, prayerful day. I thought it was a successful day for truth, truth coming from the president's men, people he appointed, a person that he appointed most recently to the um, State Department. Uh, Again, none of us have come to Congress to impeach a president. We come here to do the work of the American people to make the future better for them to try to do so in the most bipartisan way possible. Find our common ground where we can, stand our ground where we cannot. Uh, But uh, yesterday you heard an appointment of the president speak in very uh, unambiguous terms. A courageous public servant. Uh, The the devastating testimony corroborated evidence of bribery uncovered in the inquiry and that the president... Bribery! Oh my gosh! ...violated (laughs) his oath by threatening to withhold military aid in a White House meeting in exchange for an investigation into his political rival. Oh, my gosh. Did you hear that? President to give himself the event. Did you guys hear that? Uh, bribery. So now it's bribery. So they didn't want to use extortion. They wanted to use bribery. So they so he was bribing them with money. To bribe someone with money means that you're giving them something that they weren't getting at all, right? <laughs> Extorting is you're holding on to something that they're entitled to and extorting them. So first of all, no country is entitled to any federal tax dollar ever in forever, ever, ever. So let's stop right there. So if the president's not happy with the way they're doing stuff, if they're not dealing with corruption on their end, if they're not being transparent with the energy shift, nuclear energy shift to the Ukraine geographically, right? I said this. Read my Iran article, walks you right through it, while other people are saying... Ooh, huge. I got leaked documents from the Ukraine. No, you didn't. They came from Latvia. But anyway, I digress. Read it. You'll understand exactly what's going on. I told you they were going to change the word from quid pro Joe because it's too Latin and we don't understand that. Pay for play is what it means. Right? Let's just say it. And so now it's extortion. Now it's bribery. So, you know, bribery is I go up to a building and they're like, you're not allowed to go in. And you're like, I'll slip you a 50. Not entitled to that 50, but I'll slip it if you would look the other way. Bribery is something you're not entitled to. So the word she used is bribery because they're not entitled to the money. Smart Nancy, huh? Smart. Managing the 2020 election. Doing so, as I've said to the president, jeopardize our national security, undermine our national security, jeopardize the integrity of our electoral system, violate your oath of office. I salute Chairman Schiff uh, for the dignity and the statesmanship that he brought and the members of the Intelligence Committee, the Democrats, uh, for uh, showing great patriotism and professionalism with which they are conducting the proceedings. I'm very proud of them. I said to the members at the beginning of the day yesterday, 
When we take the oath to protect and defend the Constitution, we agree and we become custodians of the Constitution. The Constitution, the brilliance of our founders to create a republic, a system of checks and balances, three co-equal branches of government, separation of powers, each a check and balance on the other. As custodians of the Constitution, we must be defenders of our democracy, because our democracy depends on that republic and not a monarchy. Article 2 that says I can do whatever I want. So again, with that responsibility, we go forward sadly, prayerfully, say with a heavy heart, because it's not what we came here to do, but we must. Yeah, we they just assumed that they would have a puppet in office. That's basically it. They'd have a puppet in office, and that is how everything would be working the way they wanted. That's basically it. They didn't want to do this. It just turned out like this. Uphold our oath of office. Questions? Madam Speaker. Madam Speaker. Uh, yes, sir. James Rosen Sinclair. Thank you, Madam Speaker. Uh, we hear it said routinely, and of course it's true, that impeachment is a political process, not a legal one. And yet, as we can all observe, many of the accoutrements surrounding the legal process are inherent in this political process. We have counsels, depositions, subpoenas, threats of perjury, and so forth. Uh, this was made starkly clear yesterday by Chairman Schiff, it seemed to me, when he reminded the minority that he would do everything necessary to ensure the legal rights of the whistleblower to That's preserve right. anonymity. Right. Uh, in this political setting. And so I wonder if you could explain to the American people why the legal rights of the whistleblower uh, should prevail in this political setting over those of President Trump who should ordinarily enjoy a right to confront his accuser. Well, let me just say this. I'll say to you, Mr. Republican Talking Points, what I said to the President oh my gosh. of the States. When you talk about the whistleblower, you're coming into my wheelhouse. I have more experience and intelligence than anybody in the Congress. Anybody's ever served 25 years. Of on the course. Top Democrat, ex-officio, a speaker and leader. I was there when we wrote the whistleblower laws. The whistleblower of, is there to speak truth to power and have protection for doing that. And any, any retribution or harm coming to a whistleblower undermines our ability to hear truth. So why are they going after the whistleblower that are exposing their truths? <laughs> are you listening? Dude, her eyebrows are literally entering her hairline too. She needs to like stop with the plastic surgery. Her face is going to melt off. Seriously. About power. So I will defend the rights of the whistleblower vehemently. But why should vehemently. Over the well, the president can come and if he has a case to make, does he want to come speak? Does he want to uh, present in writing or speak to the, the committee about his uh, what might be uh, uh, exculpatory for him? He has that right to do. But nobody, nobody, president, president is not above the law. President will be held accountable, and nobody should have the right. Uh, uh, to endanger whistleblowers. And that is the system that I will defend. And the American people, the American people understand that. All right. Before she answers questions, I want to circle back to the whistleblower because a listener asked me to kind of go back to what I mean by the whistleblower. Like, 
uh, you know, Anthony, uh, that his name is Anthony. So first of all, Eric Sierramella's full name is Anthony Eric Sierramella. I've mentioned it many times on the show that um, you always have a middle name and that's to obfuscate, especially when you're, you know, in the middle of a plan or you're in a task force. Um, and that way you stay off the radar, too. There's like nothing. You have no footprint anywhere with your middle name because no one looks at your middle name. Now, what I mentioned three weeks ago, and I'm going to retweet this article out, is that the whistleblower is actually a wiretap. There is a wiretap. This is why it's third, fourth removed that people have access to. Now, another thing is Mark Zaid works with Daniel Jones, Daniel J. Jones, who was the guy that led, that spearheaded this whole, you know, um, CIA torture report. He's got a Rolodex or whatever you want to call it, uh, contact list longer. Like it would probably be able to stretch, um, the whole, you know, diameter of the planet as, as we're told to know it on this number system. So you need to understand that Adam Schiff and Daniel Jones, I know for a fact were hanging and had dinner talking about this. This is how he knows about the whistleblower beforehand. They staged it. I'm going to put out uh, the article again from three weeks ago, uh, just to elaborate that because again, sometimes when I write, I drop a lot of hints and it's, you know, because I just can't say them or I shouldn't say them. But what you need to understand is every single name, every single face, everything I put in there, if you cross reference with the date that I dropped that article, you'll see that they suddenly came into the news cycle. Kind of like the TheraBand guy. You guys remember that? The TheraBand guy where he's no longer a senator and blah, blah, blah. And then suddenly he comes out to be the guy that gives the dossier. When I talked about how stupid he is, he was suing TheraBand because he didn't know how to use that exercise equipment. What a tool. We all know what's up. The fact that he resigned or lost the election because there was, you know, um, an investigation on him, which while the investigation, this criminal investigation was going up against him, you know, he suddenly got cancer that all went away and he was using Theraband sued them and suddenly he came back into the cycle. You remember Mr. Theraband, right? This is the thing. There's a few. I'm, I'm good at history, right? So I remember things. So when it comes out, you know, that is how, you know, you put it out. Remember, I told you 11 months ago, import export bank, very important. That was when we were like a year ahead of the game. You know, President Trump has ramped it up. Now we're only seven months ahead. Uh, and he's ramped it up because they've shortened that, that Delta. Okay. They've shortened that Delta because just like they don't expect little guys or people on the fringes to actually make enough noise, even with five followers. Remember NBC said it five followers, five followers. Remember that they said it can make an impact. So no one is too small not to look at, which is what they were saying. We need to be listening to what they're telling us. Um, here's the whistleblower um, explained in my article. 
And they're like, like you see now from my 2018 article where it's like the fix is in on Flynn. I talked about Flynn, but I also mentioned the import export bank, which also has to do with Flynn. And you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, Turkey gave documents about Flynn to President Trump. Probably, maybe because he was working in Turkey. Right. And maybe, but it all comes down from the import and export bank. Just saying. So, um, that is something that you need to understand their language and what they're telling you. He wouldn't sit there and say he doesn't know who the whistleblower is when he does. He obviously doesn't. And that is important for people to understand, uh, because there isn't one. <laughs> And there's multiple people and they're listening to conversations. And, you know, you have to think about it. Did the administration know about this? Did they let it happen? I mean, I would. I mean, sometimes disinformation is more important than accurate information because that's how you smoke them out, right? It's totally how you smoke them out. So, um, again, Anthony was a target. They dropped the name. They made sure it would come down and, uh, you know, they, they made sure that we would tack on to that. You know, there's even fake pictures going around saying that's Anthony when it's not. This guy's a young guy. They're telling you that he went to college and did this. Dude, you're working for the intelligence agency while you're in college. This guy, he's wet. He's, he's that guy, you know, from high school that wants to run with the jocks. Okay. That's why he was at all those dinners. It's not because he's special. He's not that smart or else he wouldn't be in the position that he's in. Just so you know, they don't put smart people within the CIA. They put malleable people within the CIA. All right. After the break, we'll get back, talk about their plan and how everybody across America is ruining it for them. Stay tuned. That was a slow delay. My microphone was turned down. So um, where are we going to go with this? I want you to listen to the next two questions posed to Nancy Pelosi before we shift gears into talking more about their plans, because she's telling you their plans. That's what's so dumb. But I think that's the code. I mean, when you commit evil, you have to tell them you're doing it right or else it's no fun. It's not like rubbing it in your face or maybe they can't. Maybe that's like an unwritten rule. If the devil lies to you, the devil can't lie to you. You have to think that he's lying to you, even though he's telling you the truth. Mm, maybe. Mm. Yes, Speaker Pelosi, you talked about bribery a second ago. Yes, bribery. That's a very serious charge. Yes, what makes this a case of bribery? Well, you know, uh, we're talking Latin around here. You pluribus unum from anyone, from anyone. Quid pro quo, bribery. And that is in the Constitution attached to the impeachment proceedings. So what was the bribe here? The bribe is to grant or withhold military assistance in return for a public statement of a, uh, a, of a fake investigation. So bribery. Let's talk about that. Let me look that up. Let me go on the Internet. We all have the Internet, right? Let's look up. Definition of bribery okay let's walk this through right because bribery is really specific okay this is how dumb they think americans are maybe i should write an article about the word bribery 
Okay, so here it is. Bribery, legal definition. The offering, giving, receiving, or soliciting of something of value for the purpose of influencing the action of an official in the discharge of his or her public or legal duties. The expectation of a particular voluntary action in return is what makes the difference between a bribe and a private demonstration of goodwill. So, dictionary says money or a favor given or promise in order to influence a judgment or conduct uh, or conduct of a person in a position of trust. So, they're very smart because bribery means that you're giving someone that's they're not entitled to something. So, quid pro quo is you get this for this, which is basically I'm withholding, I can extort you. Now, they can't use extortion because technically the Ukraine is not entitled to any dollars of federal taxpayers. You see how smart they are? So they're like, we have to make it look like he's bribing him. Okay. In order to bribe him, you would have to say that I'm not giving this to you, right? Um, no, not I'm not giving this to you. You'd have to say that I'm giving this to you in order to do this, Right. So let's do a little bit of a timeline thing. So they're saying in July, he was pushing bribery and holding the aid hostage. Hold on. They've been receiving U.S. aid and way before their conversation, it was stalled because we didn't know where the money was going. Let's remember that the U.S. aid office has not been able to balance its book with the treasury in a long time. Oh, and we should mention the Pentagon, but that's another story. 21 trillion. Geez, Obama, what'd you do with all that money? Um, so they have all this money missing. So look at where they're going. Bribery. I'll give you, I'll slip you a 20 and you just, you know, do this for me. But it's like, but I'm not slipping you anything. This is something that you were getting and I paused it because I saw flags. So how am I holding that as bribery? See, these are very technical terms, words. Didn't I tell you over a year ago, the downfall will only fall because of the downfall to the United States will only because of us and not paying attention to the way they change definitions. So the definition of bribery is giving someone something they are not entitled to or have never received. It's not like you're saying, oh, you go to a doorman or a bouncer at a club and you're like, yo, here's a 50, let me in, right? Because you didn't give him a 50 before without any contingencies and then suddenly come up and say, yo, I'll give it to you if you go. They'll be like, but I was getting it anyway before, right? Think about it. We have to simplify this because then, you know, it gets complicated. They found a word that they can latch on to, but this is where we need to destroy it and say, well, for it to be bribery, it means that you're saying that they're not entitled to this aid, but you're also saying that they've been entitled to this aid. So which way you can't bribe someone with something that you're claiming they're entitled to. Now I could tell you technically they're entitled to nothing. That fall, nothing. They do not have any entitlement to U.S. taxpayer dollars. But how many times can we find clips of all of these clowns saying they were entitled to that? We're supposed to be helping them. That's aid that we've given them. They were entitled to that and you were holding it hostage. So which one is it? Did we bribe them with something that they're not entitled to? Because that would be bribery. Or did we bribe them with something that they're entitled to? That's not called bribery. It's called extortion. So which word do you want to play with? And obviously they're thinking bribery, but see, this is the beauty of it. 
they've pulled their own pants down. They've been telling you just how much, you know, uh, they're entitled to it and how we've been doing this. And even though they're not entitled to it, let's put it this way. It's kind of like, well, you've been doing it for so long. Now saying they're not entitled to it is kind of extortion. It's kind of like, you know, uh, you and me have an agreement where I'm paying for all your coffee every day. And then, you know, you come to me and say, well, if you don't do this, I'm not buying you coffee anymore. And you're like, well, there was no contingency before. Are you blackmailing me to have this privilege that you've been offering me that I'm not entitled to in the first place? Do you see what I'm saying? That's extortion, not bribery. So they just fell on their face because they're trying to, oh, it's in the Constitution. We found the word. I want to know which brilliant legal mind will erase the memory, you know, in like a men in black thing. Are they going to flash it in the sky? So everyone forgets how the Democrats have been telling us that the Ukraine is entitled to this. Oh, my gosh. You know, I should I should write an article about that. I should totally destroy their word bribery. Um, but I have to figure out how to do it because I suck at putting my thoughts down. Um, I dictate, so I write like I talk. <laughs> I think it's onerous sometimes. So I just wanted to point that out to you guys. Fear not. This constitution word doesn't count. And hopefully the right people are listening right now. And I'll say, well, Tori's right. Maybe this is how it goes. Oh, and I wanted to say, I got one message from one um, a listener, right? Uh, from a listener who was like, you know, complaining, oh, look, all these people are getting credit for your work. Now, I wasn't referring to them whining. I have like some really, you know, odd emails sometimes. Um, some of them are rude. Some of them are really funny. Um but what people need to understand is um, what our great, um, say it, what our great president, Ronald Reagan, had said once. Um, he had said, there is no limit to the amount of good you can do if you don't care who gets the credit. That's something that we should live by. I mean, I get bitter, too. I got really upset when I saw Michael Cowdery going, oh, I got like smoking gun evidence about Biden and he's got all these millions. It's not just 86,000 a month. And it's like, dude, that's old news. I already got that from Latvia. Why are you like pandering? Like, stop trying to to do whatever. I actually had someone say you have your PayPal and your cash app. And it's like, OK, first of all, I have those there because I'm paying sources and they need to see that it's coming straight from me. Secondly, <clears throat> I'm doing this, uh, you know, my radio show time, my writing, everything out of my own pocket. It kind of feels nice when someone drops you a coffee. Don't call me a patriot um, because I'm doing this all on my own, which has caused me strain. So I just wanted to put it out there because I was a little bit pissed off when I saw that. I was like, oh, that's so wrong because I don't even make advertising money because I'm so fussy. And the ads that you hear are for the radio station, because obviously, you know, using the sponsor keeps the radio station. It doesn't go to like the the host themselves, just so you know. So I'm I'm really fussy. I only want to put like, you know, um, advertisements that support political candidates that I like and uh, things that I support 100 percent, like General Flynn and how I told you he was going to walk. So I just wanted to throw that out there because I haven't actually addressed that and I get a lot of mail like that. But I wanted to say my most recent coffee and I didn't take a picture because I sucked it down was a white chocolate mocha 
Thanks for the coffee. Um, and I promised that I would take a picture of it. But guys, it, it was snowing. It was cold. And it was like super good. And I got like dried cranberries sprinkled on top. And it was like 20 million calories. And I I drove by the gym, if that counts. You know, after I sucked it down, if that counts. I wish <laughs> I wish it counted. Um, okay, digressing again. But I love chatting with you guys. I feel like, you know... Uh, we're all in this conversation, even though I am talking to myself. And the reason that I don't open up my phone lines, just so people know, is because the software that I use for some reason totally kills the sound. I kid you not. That's why. So I'm trying to find a way around it. Now, let's listen to the last question that I want you to hear before we shift gears. Into uh, the, the elections. So could we that's be looking a, at bribery? Could yes. we be looking at an article of impeachment? How do I don't you do with the that. bribery? We don't even haven't made, made a decision to impeach. That's well, what the inquiry is about. And when the, the committees decide that, and they will decide what the articles are. But I am saying uh, that what is uh, the president has admitted to and says it's perfect, I said it's perfectly wrong. It's bribery. Madam Speaker, you, you've talked in the past about the importance of the public being along on the idea of impeachment, of bringing the public along. Do you think yesterday the witnesses, your members, the questioning was effective in convincing the public this is a worthwhile thing to pursue? Well, it's look. First and foremost, we have a responsibility to honor our oath of office, to protect and defend the Constitution from all enemies, foreign and domestic. And that is our responsibility. Uh, The uh, clarity uh, for the public to understand what is there wasn't as clear, in my view, when you say obstruction of justice, obstruction of justice, obstruction of justice, 11 times in the Mueller report. That is justification enough uh, for uh, inquiring into an impeachment. This had a story, a narrative about the president threatening to grant or withhold certain privileges, certain military assistance voted on by the Congress to Ukraine, which is in our national interest to do so because they were fighting the Russians. They've already lost over 11,000, 12,000, 13,000 people fighting the Russians. That's why I say all roads lead to Putin. Putin benefited from our not uh, any holding up of that uh, foreign that military assistance. Putin benefited. Okay, she's right. Putin did benefit. But let me tell you how he benefited, because I know a lot of people didn't want to go through a nice little article that was 4,000 words, which I could tell you my content editor and writer, Haley Kennington, was like, the minute she saw my edit and I was like, yep, it's ready for you to edit. She was like, oh, my God, I saw 4,000 words and I like panicked. But it was actually quite well written, she said. So if you read my Iran article, I tell you how Putin benefited. Now, how he benefited was that for the past 50 years, the agreement was Iran processes this portion of this percentage of this amount of, um, you know, uranium being enriched to this point, And then they have to sell it all to Putin, who then enriches it to another point. And then he sells that to the European Union, to the United States, where they enrich it to the highest point. Okay, so this is why it leads all roads lead to Putin, because this was the agreement that's been in place for over 50 years. And he's like he caught Obama not abiding by the deal of how they're supposed to be disposing of the nuclear stuff. 
And this was way late in the game where Putin was supporting the Hillary Clinton regime, just like the Ukraine was. Remember, let's not forget Chalupa. Come on, man. Are we forgetting? Let's keep going. Right. So Ukraine and Russia have all been helping Hillary. But for some reason, President Trump has been colluding with Russia. Now this is Russia 2.0, like I said, which is the Ukraine, because they want to show. See, here's the thing. If they find him guilty of working with the Ukraine against us, you know, for the elections, they're trying to usurp, right? Then they could say, well, even though Mueller didn't find out anything, this is repeat behavior. So let's just assume that Russia was valid, too. Now, the Democrats and the Republicans, the fake ones, right? Let's just say all the politicians, except for the patriots that are actually in office. Pay attention. They're salty because they're losing money. Nuclear energy has stymied. They're not getting paper dollar, paper dollar. And they're totally being threatened right now with all these investments within the Ukraine. They've poured a lot of money. They made a lot of money. And, you know, it's like someone, you know, giving you like a steady stream of cash and then snipping it and you're just like wait a minute what what happened oh my gosh i actually have to save oh my gosh i have to be careful like trump already killed my venezuela stream now he's killing my ukraine stream oh my gosh we need to get this guy out of here at any cost bribery it's gonna fall on their face bribery they're telling us what they're doing that is the way it is you know um that is how it goes. So we need to be uh, more careful at what we listen and what they tell us. All roads lead to Putin because he's pissed. They just cut his stream. He's pissed. Now, um, I did get messages to talk about Turkey and Erdogan. I'm going to talk about that tomorrow, guys, because we have the Secretary General of NATO coming, and we'll talk about that before the end of the show. Um, oh, and just a reminder, uh, you have to understand that um, Lord Malik was actually Deputy Secretary of um, the the UN at some point. You're going to say UN, NATO. Uh, You'll see that they're one in the same at some point. Now, I want us to listen to my old boss talking about the impeachment inquiry uh, for a second, because you need to listen to what he says. Uh, it's actually quite interesting. Take a listen. We have a front row seat to the Russian 21st century, gaining priceless insights that contribute to our own security. Yeah, Donald Trump doesn't care about that. According to his friend Gordon Sunland, after he hung up his cell phone in a Ukraine restaurant just after speaking with Donald Trump, Gordon Sunland said that Donald Trump cares more about investigating Joe Biden than he cares about UK, Ukraine. For a national security and intelligence perspective on today's testimony, we turn now to former CIA Director John Brennan. He is a senior national security and intelligence analyst for MSNBC. And uh, I, I want to get your reaction to that phone call in that restaurant, which sounds like a very, very high-level security risk. Well, it, uh, it suggests a number of things. One is that uh, I think, as Neil mentioned, uh, Ambassador Sunland uh, has a fair amount of explaining to do. Number two, it shows that Donald Trump was continually focused on the status of Ukraine's willingness to make a public statement about investigating the Bidens. 
Three, it shows that Donald Trump will have these open conversations, uh, including to Ukraine, uh, where the Russians have tremendous technical capabilities to uh, tap into those conversations. So I think it just, uh, again, underscores uh, Mr. Trump's uh, failings uh, as uh, president of the United States. Okay, I want us to listen to that again and then tell me how you heard it the second time, okay? Very important. On today's testimony, we turn now to former CIA Director John Brennan. He is a senior national security and intelligence analyst for MSNBC. And uh, I want to get your reaction to that phone call in that restaurant, which sounds like a very, very high-level security risk. Well, it uh, it suggests a number of things. One is that uh, I think, as Neil mentioned, uh, Ambassador Sunland has a fair amount of explaining to do. Number two, it shows that Donald Trump was continually focused on the status of Ukraine's willingness to make a public statement about investigating the Bidens. And three, it shows that Donald Trump will have these open conversations, uh, including to Ukraine, uh, where the Russians have tremendous technical capabilities to uh, tap into those conversations. So I think it just, uh, again, underscores uh, Mr. Trump's uh, failings uh, as uh, president of the United States. No better person than someone that knows Owen as well as I do, right? Um, you know, sometimes you have a boss, a CEO, right, in a company, and you're like one of those people that he knows exists, but he doesn't know who you are, and you, yet you're there to be his shadow for whatever he does, right, Owen? Doesn't Isn't that how I should know my place? So he said four things. Sondland has to talk about restaurant meeting. You know, I never published that article because I didn't want to get in trouble and reveal my source. Didn't I talk about a restaurant meeting with the staffer from, okay, I'm just saying, in the Ukraine, I just want to say. So that's a hint. We've got you here. You did these conversations in open public. We're going to nail you for it because you know that's a security breach, even though all of us do it because they were in a corner restaurant right there talking anyway. So if you're going to call him out on that, Owen, okay, we're going to call Bill Taylor out on the other. Now, Ukraine publicly coming out and talking about Biden. He's relying on them, right, to come out. And he's saying, Ukraine... This is him talking to the Ukraine. You don't have to come out because he's just relying on it. You you don't need to meddle in our stuff. You can keep your mouth shut because you need to know your place because Germany's like right there and we're going to screw you. America has no power. Look at us. Look at us. We're going through impeachment proceedings. Look, we're going to get this guy out. We're going to take him out. We're going to have mass shootings in the United States so we can drag it out. We're going to have... Oh, you know, oh, by the way, RBG, like I called it. There we go, cycling it in. Jimmy Carter 6, cycling. We're going to distract everyone because we're still in control. Be careful, Zelensky. We let you get elected. Don't let us down. That was the message. Oh, and you know, President Trump is having all these conversations with the Ukraine over the phone when we know that Russia can tap into it. That was the other point he drove home, wasn't it? Hey, Donald Trump is talking to the Ukraine, Russia. If you still want in, we can make this happen. Pick your side. We know you're listening to all the Ukraine calls. Since we have no access, we're calling on our deeply planted Putin orbit people where Putin has decided, nah, 
Russia first. Not doing this anymore because they'll turn on me. Look at them, how they turned on me already. Nope, nope, nope. So now he's calling on agents that are sitting around Putin. And we all know the assets, uh, Owen. <laughs> we already know the assets. He's telling them, get me the audio of Trump talking with people in the Ukraine. Get me the audio of the prosecutors talking with people in the Ukraine. Get me the audio. And all you have to do is look at the last word of Lawrence O'Donnell. Look at the freeze frame of Donald words coming out of his mouth and what he is doing. Pretty much the same look he gave me when he said, you should know your place. This is what you need to be paying attention to. Exactly what they are telling you. Exactly who they're dog whistling to. By the way, where's Comey? Mm. Where's Obama? Mm. Where's Michael? I mean, Michelle. Mm. And Epstein didn't kill himself. Wait till you see what comes out of Epstein coming soon. I'm like hearing it on pipeline and it's like embargoed. You can't use this information until it goes forward. Darn it. Now, before we close out the show today, which has moved really, really fast, I just want you guys to listen a little bit to uh, McCarthy and what he has to say. I'd like to start uh, this Monday was Veterans Day. I was able to be home. I was able to be uh, Grand Marshal in our 100th Veterans Day parade. I want to thank all those veterans for the freedom they have provided us, the service they had given. What would have been nice with this week that we'd actually pass appropriation bills for our troops, for their pay raise, for the funding to make sure they're safe and protected on the job that they have to do. But unfortunately, this week is just about impeachment. The American public was able to see what this Democrat majority has been working on for the last three years, just impeachment. I want to recognize the Republican members and staff of the Intelligence Committee. I thought they did a great job yesterday. With poise and purpose, they brought forth the truth out to the public after weeks of Adam Schiff keeping them in the dark. We didn't walk out of yesterday's hearing with any new information than we already walked in. So let me quickly recap what we do know. The call summary is still the most important piece of evidence we have, and it shows no pressure or even mention of conditionality between the two leaders. The Ukrainians did not know that security assistance was under review until over a month after the call. The full assistance was provided, and no investigation was opened. We did hear from the witnesses was that they had never spoken to President Trump, they had not met with the chief of staff. Their understanding, which is the foundation of the case for the Democrats, was based on secondhand information. Remember what yesterday was. The Democrats had home field advantage. They got to change the course of the rules of how to handle a meeting itself. They got to pick the witnesses they wanted, and they tabled the opportunity for a whistleblower to come forward and even protect that person's identity while they presented to the committee. Because there is no whistleblower. There's no whistleblower. It's like saying, hey, uh, let's try Tory for, I don't know, stealing lipstick. And they're going to bring all these people that don't like me. And trust me, there's a lot of them in very high places. And they're just like, okay, people, hey, wait, this person trolls her a lot. You come in. You're a witness. But I didn't see anything. Yeah, but you heard something from someone that heard something that heard something. This is exactly it. Now, that is where you need to focus. Now, pay attention to the Santa Clarita 
Look at the extra details the witnesses are going to be giving, 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 oh my gosh, I can't speak, on air. Stay tuned on Millie Weaver's channel. I know she's going to be on Alex Jones, kind of giving a little recap, but we're going to put something together because you know what? Why not? It's you, me, and everybody else that wants a free America that's going to change this and ruin their plan. On that note, I want to wish everyone a great evening. God bless from all of us here at Red State.